Okay. All right. That's it. Let's go. They're just ambitious women networking. While some other women aspire to get burkin'. While some other women hit the club and get twerking. Educated women know that it's a bit irking. Whether you be a woman or you be a male. You need to listen to Janina and Shalia L. Cause if you know like I know ain't nothing better than the Billy John. Authenticity is something that they really on. <laughs> this is the John. A podcast. I love y'all. Be forward. Welcome to the Drawing Podcast. I'm your host, Shalia. And your host, Janina. Welcome to season six. Season six, y'all. And guess what else it is? Black History Month. So happy Black History Month, everybody. So we're going to begin with our affirmations. And today's affirmation says, don't ever let someone's opinion of you stop you from surviving. Sis, you cool? I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. Um, I actually went into the office today. Oh, okay. I had a rough morning. Yeah, they were. Um, they had a meeting with a client, so they wanted people who were in the area to meet. So, I mean, it was cool. It I had a rough morning, but it wound up turning out way better. I had a rough morning. I woke up later than I was supposed to. Um, my daughter. She had a basketball game. Her stuff was like, her clothes was in a car. It was just a mess. Then when I got down there, um, I rolled past the parking garage. And then when I did get in the parking garage, I got in the wrong lane, right? And it was all these people behind me. So, like, people had to, like, back up <laughs> because I paid for the parking in advance. And it was confusing because it said, one sign said reservations. The other sign said daily. So I had a reservation. So I went on the reservation. No. So I had to uh, back up and then I reserved my workspace. But they, they cancel your workspace reservation after 90, day, 90 minutes. So whatever. I got there. Wow. I know. But, but yeah, but it wound up being space anyway. So it wound up working out. I still sat next to one of my, like, my co-worker area. So... Went down there, sold some Girl Scout cookies, <laughs> and uh-huh. um, and went hit up Face Factor. I was like, let me let me go around here. Got my brows done. Um, that's what and that. she gave me, and she gave me a tip on. Remember when we got our makeup done, and it was a little light. It was a mm. little dark, right? So what she told me is that I just go, I just go lighter with the powder. So, um, and she showed me, like, she put it on, listen, I love her, I love her foundation, so then she put it on and showed me the difference, you know what I mean? So. So, wait, you had to buy another powder? Yeah, I bought the lighter powder, because I was, I, I was, I was like, maybe I need to buy a lighter foundation, you get what I'm saying? I didn't know if I needed to buy a lighter foundation, or how I was going to correct it. But this morning when I did my makeup, I have a lighter foundation that I don't really use. And I did use use that today because I did kind of see the difference. So I used that with a combination of the 
the face factor foundation. But mm-hmm. then today when she did my makeup, she put the regular face factor color that I had, but just a lighter powder. And I like the way it looked. Because she was what she was saying is that it isn't that your complexion changes, it's your undertones is changing. You know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's so, up. Had a little, a, a, a couple minutes of self-care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, I um, mean, some is better than none. So you got to get is. it in when you can. It is. And you know, came home to empty house. That's always good. Yeah, that's that's the that's that's the the uh, <laughs> cherry on top. <laughs> I know that's the cherry on top. It ain't gonna be empty long. Well, enjoy it empty. while it is, child. <laughs> I totally How about understand. you? Since you cool, is you cool? Listen, I'm good. I'm here. <laughs> I'm good. I enjoy my break. I enjoyed my visit to Philly and got to see, you know, a few people. Um, but I need a new job. Always go by, it always go by so fast, though. I you know. come to visit. Oh, my I God, know. it go by so fast. It's uh, be like, you here? You feel like, because when I reserve it, I'm like, oh, I got all these days. <laughs> then it'd be like, no. I'm here. <laughs> feel like oh. I went home the next day. Time just went by so fast. And I didn't even get to see. You know, but it is what it is. I'll see people next time. But, you know, that's why I prefer to just have everybody meet up for dinner or something in one place so that I don't wear myself then trying to run here, there, everywhere. So, um, but I need a new job. I, I need a new job. So that's that's my quest because it's not good for my mental health. Yeah. Um and it's when I, so I changed my schedule, which is good because Monday nights I used to work late and that's, that really gave me a lot of stress and anxiety because for some reason people calling at night with bizarre stuff. Um, so I switched my shift uh, for Monday. So that kind of relieved my anxiety a little bit, but yeah, I, I feel like it's just, I did it. I tried it and I, I, it's a lot. It's a lot. And then it's like, people be wanting you to work miracles and do stuff. This is, this is what we do. And what you're asking me, I can't. And then they get mad and it's a lot. So yeah, but I'm good. It's going to work out. I got some interviews lined up. Um, I, I would prefer to still continue to work from home. So that's one of the major things that I'm looking for. So we'll see. I'll keep you updated. Um, so, oh, I like, so, okay. So this is season six. So we're introducing a new segment. So our original segment is, oh, I like that join. And so the new segment is, nope, I don't like that join. (laughs) So. Which you got a oh I like that joint or nope I don't like that joint this week. Um, I got a oh I like that joint. <laughs> okay. Um, so I did watch the Netflix movie You People. I liked it. I feel like some okay. people, you know, had negative things to say. People are always coming at Kenya Bears, so I give them I give them a chance. You know, some people I like I I like Blackish. I like Black the Black AF. To each his own. I did like you people. I mean, I like Laura London, so 
I like Laura London. I like Nia Long. I like Eddie Murphy. These are people who I like to see on the screen. So I thought it was good. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I did see that the girl who he wrote the whole thing about, like she has a TikTok and she was on TikTok talking about it. And she showed a picture of her actual dad and then how they portrayed Eddie Murphy. It was spot on, basically. So. And I feel um, like you definitely could, re- could relate to the Eddie Murphy uh, dad character. Because, like, his name is um, Akbar. Akbar <laughs> Muhammad. <laughs> Hilarious. It is. And Omar Epps is in it. Young Miami got a little spot in it. Lala Anthony got, listen, I'm all for black people being able to get their credits, being able to get their residuals. Like, it's, I mean, I, it is what it is. Like, I like it. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, do. everything ain't for everybody. Um, and Kenya Barris came a long way. Did you see, um, what's the lady name from 227? Jackie, Jackie yeah, Harry. Jack, she Jack, was Jack, saying yeah. how she treated him so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's now, true what they say. They mm-hmm. say, be careful how you deal with the people as you're going up because you may run into them when you come you in down. down. Yeah. So. Life lesson. But yeah. yeah, like I said, I, I mean, I like Kenya Barris. A lot of people don't. I feel like he, you know, it's not, even if the stories are about interracial stuff, it's still giving black people jobs. Like it's never to me a situation where the casting is more white people than black. It's usually always predominantly black casting. So, um, I mean, I, white people are involved. So we got to yes. deal with them. So it's reality at the end of the day. So. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I enjoyed it. Um, it's not, to me, it's not often where these people are on the same buildings. Like, the lady from Elaine from Seinfeld in a movie with Eddie Murphy. Right, yeah. They both been in, they both been in the industry for a long time. I don't think they've ever been in the same movie. You know what I mean? Um, and then the guy from X-Files, I don't remember his name, but the... Um, the, the the other guy, whatever. Remember X Files with the the man and the yeah, woman. Yeah, but I don't child. I don't remember if it is. I don't know like his a name, prominent but... person. I don't remember. <laughs> he, yeah, I'm saying he. It, it was the man and woman. This is the man from X Files. Um, he's he's the dad of the white boy. Okay. But, um. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I enjoyed it. I was anticipating to see it. I watched it. I thought it was good. Um. And yeah, that's my oh, I like that drawing. Okay, um, it's actually on. Uh, we were supposed to watch it on Sunday, but we ended up going out. So, but it's on the on the to watch list. Um, so I actually have a note. I don't like that drawing <laughs> because, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still mad about it a little bit. When I uh, went to Philly, we all met up at Manny Young Brewery, um, and I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't have a good time. Um, a good time? You mean your experience with No, let me finish. No, I didn't. I'm going to tell you why. Because I felt like the table that we were at, I had to go from side to side, converse with everyone. It wasn't like, usually, you know, when we all go out, 
we usually can all have one big conversation at the table, but it was so many conversations going on because we weren't close. It was like this big table and everybody was spread out. So I feel like I didn't get to enjoy everybody the way that I usually do because I hadn't seen everybody in a while. So it was just, you know, I'm here, I'm here. I'm, I'm missing this conversation that I got, you know, so uh, no, I didn't fully, I enjoyed myself, but I didn't fully enjoy myself. You know what I mean? Like I usually do when we go out and we get to talk for hours and catch up. I didn't, I don't feel like I got that. Um, and then, then the food wasn't that good. The food, Ah, yeah, I didn't really enjoy my food. A lot of people, other people didn't enjoy their food. And then the ser- server, she wasn't the best. I, she kind of prejudged us um, as being, you know, black women, a table full of black women. But she got tipped well because she got gratuity and we tipped her on top of that. But just the way that she was, her whole, the way she came off. So, yeah, I didn't like that, John. I won't be going back there. (laughs) (laughs) I won't. And and a a few other people that were there said the same thing. The food was just okay. You know, like they wouldn't go back. So, so prime time. uh, What did you buy? You still out here in 2023 buying a whole bunch of stuff or what? What's what's up? (laughs) I am. Um, I am, but I I will stop very soon. That's not what we (laughs) talked about. Mm Mm-mm. That's not Where even we what we talked I about. I will be stopping. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've been buying stuff, but I don't feel like it's been like super unnecessary things. I just don't really go to the store like that. So, I mean, like campers, I need that. You know, uh, I really need my son to be potty trained, but he not in pull ups yet. He has pull ups, but. I mean, he he wears both. Okay. Um, I got me a new Apple Watch charger. You um, barely, I barely barely see you wearing your Apple Watch. I had that's because I have to um take it to the AT and T store, but because I don't really have a charger, I don't really wear it like that because I don't have a charger. But I bought a charger and I need to take it to the Apple store. But that's why, yeah. I don't really have a uh, my charger start working so okay um yeah and I just bought I just like bought some stuff for my heat press I guess yeah I really buy a lot of stuff I bought stuff for my heat press and I bought this gel this paste edge paste that I saw on Instagram I don't know that's what you got in your hair right now I don't because I can't find it girl bye (laughs) I can't. Yeah, um, I, I actually um deleted the Amazon app from my phone because that's what I told my therapist that I was going to do. <laughs> and that was one of my things that I said that I was going to do in 2023 is to not be everything I see or hear about popping on Amazon like, oh, I need that. Oh, let me see that. And so. Yeah, the app is going off my phone, but so I did print out some pictures from when we went to Philly. Um, yeah, when we went to Philly, because of course we went for the baby shower. So I printed out some pictures um, from Walgreens. They had a sale and yes. then 
today I ask you, you ever been to Pop Shelf, the store? Or you ever heard of it? Okay. So it's this store. It's called Pop Shelf. Today was my first day going. It's like a um I guess you could kind of say it's like a dollar a upgraded dollar general. They had stuff in there for all different prices from a dollar to thirty for you know, they just have all kinds of stuff for like for the home, for your kitchen, arts and crafts, snacks. Yeah. So Is it um so is it a nationwide and I do have another um prom time too. So is it uh Pop Shelf, is that a national store? I thought it was because I seen it in another state, but I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure it is because it's through um it's through another brand, but I can't think of the brand right oh, okay. now. Okay. I can't I can't think. But um let me see if it's one in see, Philadelphia. No, it's not. It's not one in Pennsylvania. The closest one, yeah, it's not one close at all. Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi, Ohio, South Carolina, Texas, Florida, Illinois, Missouri, North Carolina, Oklahoma. So Tennessee, I guess it's Virginia. down south. Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess more it's so. more, more so down south. Okay. Yeah, but I'm telling you, I was about to go crazy in there, and I was like, nope. So I only spent like thirty dollars. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. So, the Foreman Mills on 48th Street, was, was I telling you a while ago how it closed, right? Yeah, I knew it closed, but they turned it into something so, else. Yeah, so so the, it's the same man that owned it. So, he turned it into, it's called Turn 7, where he basically buys, like, bulk aftermarket warehouse stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. stuff that, you know, other places couldn't sell. So then, so me and Ava, I guess we was dropping off cookies. I don't remember while we was in West Philly, but I rolled by there and I've never been inside, but I saw like a sign saying, we lost our lease closing or whatever. And I'm like, lost your lease? I'm sure this this man probably owns this building, right? So I was like, let's go in here. Even though we was like, literally, I think she went to dance case, whatever it was. We was out, just her and I, even though we were supposed to be doing other stuff. So I was like, let's go in here real quick. Let's see what they got. Well, girl, so the place is set up where it's just like a bunch of bins full with stuff. Then they do have some racks. It's like racks. It's like Foreman Mills, but the stuff is just like less organized and more like a flea flea market type of, you know, vibe or whatever. Okay. But because he's trying to decide if he's going to close, all the apparel was 50% off. 50% off of the already low price. So Ava found some some shirts. She found like some sweaters. And you could tell they're like old Target merchandise. You know what I'm saying? Like it still has like the Target um tag on it. Okay. And I found like a sweatshirt, all this stuff. Well, girl, we got I got a pair of pants, a sweatshirt. I think I got another shirt. She got like three shirts. Fifteen dollars for all that stuff. Oh wow. Yeah. That reminds <laughs> me of the um <laughs> You ever been to one of the uh the Amazon return stores where like people no. buy girl <laughs> that no. you said the so, bins. Yeah, so okay. Well it also gives like a Joe Mara vibe, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. I was like, I gotta come back here. I asked the lady at the register. I was like, so are y'all closing or what? And she was like, he's still trying to decide because he said it was so much theft. 
people was coming in there stealing. Uh, so I was like, yeah. uh, I was like, but isn't it the same guy who owed four memos? He was like, she was like, yeah. So I don't know, but I was like, I want to come c- go back and bring my mom or whatever. Um, and yeah, like I got this sweatshirt. It's really cute. It's like this new color sweatshirt and it has black words on it. And it was like, um, what I'm wearing is no war. You know, I wear black all the time. So I was like, oh, this is good. But um, yeah, I think I got three. I don't know. I think I got three items, but I know the sweater, Ava, like it was like this crop sweater. And I was like, I don't know how much this is. And when I went to the register, I was like, well, how much is this? She was like, oh, I'm gonna give it to you for a dollar fifty. <laughs> so basically, they just try and get rid of everything. Yes, because he's, he's deciding, I guess, to close and maybe sell the space. I don't know, but I need to go back before he decides. Yeah, that's how the uh the Amazon return store is. It's like on Mondays everything is five dollars. Then on Tuesday, yeah, every day and then towards the end of the week it get cheaper and cheaper. So be like if you go on like so a you Thursday delete on Friday, the app, but go to the Amazon return. No, that was but that was before, that was last year when I uh, went. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So but you gotta get there early because he will be lined up, child, ready to buy it all. But they probably be buying the pallets too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so it is Black History Month. So all month we will be bringing you guys Black History facts. So Janina has the fact for this week. So I, uh, you know, like. Because we want to, I mean, we want to always enlighten our people. And I was, you know, thinking about what to do for the Black History fact, the first fact of the month. But um, I said, oh, it's cool because with the recent events of the NFL and um, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Eagles, Philly, Philly Eagles, <laughs> um, you know, going to the Super Bowl. Hey, why you had to say Philly? Philly Philly Eagles. What is it? Philadelphia Eagles. We run this joint. You know what's so funny is that today at work, so this was this is my first time meeting a a lot of the people. Some of the people I knew, some people I didn't know, right? And um me and my coworker who came over with me, we both are like new to the group. And girl, we was the only black people there. We were the only black people there, but they we did an icebreaker and it was like two truths and a lie. Why her lie was that she's a big Eagles fan. She said she hates the Eagles. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. Right. So um the two starting quarterbacks for each of the teams are two black men and them going to the Super Bowl is actually history making because there's never been two star in black quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Right. And um what's so ironic is that um I saw somebody on Facebook, you know, people are just like I don't know what it is about some non um some clear people. It's like when people of color are celebrating something that happened, it seems like that's when they want us to not see color. It's so odd to me because how does that bother you that we're celebrating the fact that these are two black men going to the Super Bowl and this is what, the 56th? Right. I was going to say in this 2023 and it's the first time that this has happened. Come on. And even that, 
Um, it's only this is the third. He's the third. I think it's the third time that quarterback, like the quarterback at the Super Bowl, has been black, or third or fourth time. You know what I mean? Like it's a small number for all these years that it's been a Super Bowl, right? And especially when it's a sport that consists of predominantly black, black players. Males. Yeah. Like I can understand if it was like hockey or if it was like golf, you know, something where it's not predominantly black, but quarterbacks are normally not. Yeah. Because it's kind of stemmed in white supremacy of them not wanting, you know, the black per the black person to be make the key decisions, you know, of where the ball goes. No. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was cool, you know. Patrick Mahone, this is his second Super Bowl, and also funny because when I was talking to Anthony about it, right? I was talking to Anthony about it because it was Miss on Miss Pat's page. She she posted like something. She was like, "Congratulations, two black quarterbacks going to the Super Bowl." And like in the comments, somebody was like, "Oh God, that you're the problem. This is you know what the them being black have to do with anything or whatever." And so I was telling Anthony, and he gonna say. But Patrick Mahone not black. I was yeah, like, that's the what? same thing. Eric Listen, said. is that what he said? I that's was like, the same thing. What? He said. I said black is the dominance. It does not matter. Black is the dominance. I, said, I was like, I was like, what you mean he not black? And then I'm like, well, I'm like, don't he got a black parent? And so I'm looking at, and then I just thought about. I was like, listen, if you accomplish something. And you got a black parent, we claiming you. Listen, it don't matter. Because <laughs> I said to him, I said, is your son black? Because you have a son that's had something. Is your, would Hello? you say that about your own son? So why are right. you even saying that? Come on. But maybe that's a man thing. I don't know. Because he said the same exact thing when I said it to him, which is so crazy. But also my, but, but we have, in a, we have mixed grandchildren. So we not going to say that they not black. Maybe they mama might say they not black and right. that they mixed, but right. they black. Um, but yeah, I mean, black is a spectrum. It is what it is. Like, it I is, mean, right. I mean, That's what I, I said. Mean, as long as Patrick Mahone identifies black, like, I mean, he not Rachel Dolezalin us up here, but his daddy black. Right. So, exactly. <laughs> like his daddy black. Like y'all don't say that Drake's daddy's black. Uh y'all don't say that somebody other people not black. So I mean, I get it. I mean I get I get it because it is what it is, but we gonna claim them. I'm sorry. Like it is what it is. And the mixed people should be celebrating too. Just like mm -hmm. they should be celebrating. Celebrating like we ain't saying Obama not black. Like we that's our black president. It is what it is. Black is the <laughs> dominant. Yes. And that's what I'm going to keep saying. That's what I'm saying. We gonna that's take what it. I'm going to keep saying. So, <laughs> right. it is we what gonna it take is. It. So, we have two black quarterbacks going to the Super Bowl. So, we know for a fact we're going to have a winner of a team that had a black quarterback. Um, so, you know, shout out to Jalen Hurts. And Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it is what it is. And he was like, and this is another thing a lot of people don't understand about dynamics. You know what I mean? Because he was like, well, you know, you know, he has a white wife. And I'm like, well, if you if your mama white, I can see that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, his mama's white. You know, right. most mixed guys who do got white moms, they do date date white women, whatever. I'm like, that's what his mama. Now it be the it be the the men that have a black daddy and a black mama, and they be like, oh, I don't date black women. Come on, what we doing here? Right. But, <laughs> 
white but but two people that are in sports we know people that are in you know hollywood period go for the lighter skinned woman and that's a whole other episode so we that's a whole other episode into that. we talked about that too yes you that know is what a whole i'm saying it's a whole other episode and anthony did talk about that too yes because he was like because at first he saw somebody he thought that Jayla Hurt's girlfriend was white because I guess he must have saw the wrong picture. It was like somebody who was near him. And mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, Jayla Hurt's finally come out and his wife is white. And I'm just like, what? Because I saw <laughs> on Food Chasers when right. he was there. And I was like, I ain't seen no white people to exactly. like that or whatever. And then he, he was like, the next day he was like, oh no, his, his girlfriend is black. But I'm just like, well, listen, to each his own. Mm-hmm. My thing is when you say like, I exclusively don't date my own kind. That's when it's like self-hatred. But yeah. um, yeah, so shout out to them. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not a big football fan. So Philly was going crazy. Listen, I'm going to be there for the food. <laughs> As yeah, I always yeah, not... am at the Super Bowl parties, where the food at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, of course, I want um, Philly to win to yeah. see my yeah. I mean, I want I def- of course. So I'm not like a big football fan. I'll watch it. I know what's going on, but you're not going to get me to sit there for all them hours and be occupied with it. I, I'm a zone out. Something else going to be going. You know, I can't. Yes, yes, I can't do it. So yeah. But shout out to them. Yes. History in the making. It's so many black firsts going on that I it's just like, wow. This is 2023. And there's so many. This is the first black woman to do this. And this is the first right. black. And it's like America. Come on. Yes. Why? <laughs> Come but, on. you know. But like I said, I, I get it because it wasn't until the thing about it is that I I'm more conscious of like the rooms I'm in. And so I like afterward, I actually brought it up. So I was sitting there and first the first thing I thought was when I was looking around in the room, I think it was probably like 30, maybe 30 people in the room. A little, maybe a little over. And I looked around. I said, "Ain't no black men in here." Mm. That was the first thing that I identified. I was like, "There's no black men in here." Then I thought about it again. I said, "Wait, me and her the only black people in here." <laughs> uh, you know, they're always talking about uh, culture, and they want you know people to interact with each other and stuff like that. And I like brought up like them doing a podcast, and I was like, you know, it's a way for people to talk, people to connect, or whatever. I'm like, you know, a professional one, but it could be a way for people to talk, you know, hear about their other coworkers, being as though we're all like in a virtual world. But yeah, I was like, you know, just looking around. So y'all like, don't have all like a all um yeah. everybody meeting. Y'all don't have that like on Zoom. People don't have their cameras on. Uh, really? Okay. Yeah, people don't really okay. have their cameras on. Everybody don't have a picture. Like, I have a picture. So if my camera's not on, you can still see what I look like. But a lot of people don't have pictures. Child, um, they be like, cameras are mandatory. Turn them on. <laughs> it's your job? It. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. They, I can't. They, it's be, I, I get it. Because people will say that they want to meet in. And they be somewhere else off doing whatever you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. one bad apple 
or you know somebody doing this made mm-hmm. it bad for everybody else you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so from my experience when people like that's some micromanagement stuff when you don't have trust in your staff because if you it don't make like your camera don't have to be on for you to be interactive in a meeting you can hear uh, my voice. i don't interact at all i'm the quiet i'm more of an observer i'm not that person that's it's like we have people that everything is explained thoroughly and they still got to find a question just to be seen and heard. That's not me. I, at any job I work at, I do my job. I do it well, but I'm quiet. I don't get into all of this and got to be the known person and all of this stuff. Like I move quietly. So when it comes time for you to do my review, you don't have nothing bad to say about me. I ain't in no mess. I ain't in no drama. I don't have, my camera could be on, but I'm going to be there like this the whole time. What is my thing? Why did like, we can still, I can still listen. Even if I'm doing my dishes, I can still listen to this meeting. <laughs> that's the thing. And that's why I was saying like, it's time for me to go. Cause it's too much micromanaging. I told right. you what happened with the Wi-Fi. Um, and it's every, every time you turn around, it's these passive aggressive emails or blast emails. Like you guys need to be doing this. And I'm like, y'all might have a lot of younger people and it is a revolving door and I see why. Right. And that's why. And yeah, that's why. And that usually is how it is, um, for organizations that do have these micromanagement culture is that they are always losing people. And so like, they don't, it usually starts from the top where the top person doesn't understand. Like it's, you get more out of people when you at least act like you trust them somewhat because people don't want to disappoint when you like, well, they are giving me this benefit of doubt. You know what I mean? But when you treating people and then you, you're not even paying people like millions of dollars and you treating them like that, like, come on. That's why I was revolving. I work places. That's what I'm saying. I work places where they pay you double, and they barely remember when we was working at that Drexel joint. They barely said anything to you. Said anything to us. Didn't care. And then we worked that new call. They was paying us half of that. Yeah, and that and Drexel was so chill, relaxed. Yeah, and that's that's how it is, and that's so I decided I'm gonna say this. Then we are gonna get into our episode topic. When I leave and I write my resignation letter, I already wrote out what I'm going to say to them as far as the micromanaging, the passive aggressive emails, just how y'all want to say, oh, if we message y'all, y'all got y'all need to me- if we send you an email, you need to respond within 24 hours. If we send you a message on Teams and you're on shift, you need to respond within seven minutes. When y'all don't even do minutes. the same thing. Yes. Yes. Seven minutes. What if you're in a call? What if you're trying to start, talk somebody no, off a no, ledge? No, no, Not if oh, you're okay. in a call. No, no. Oh, okay. But they're say. saying. But I'm like, supervisors do it. Because like I told you, you have to let people know like you're on a break. And I'll be like, I'm going on break. And I'll be off my break and you just respond to saying, okay, y'all are hassling us to do stuff. But management don't even right. do it. Like I sent the the manager email requesting my days off a whole muffin event she never responded to say your days are approved i got 
because every week we get our uh shifts email to shifts email to us. I got the message from the shift board saying that my days were off. You didn't even have the decency to say I approved your days. So I didn't even know if the days were approved or not. Right, right. So yeah, I gotta go and I'ma let them know y'all got to do better if y'all want if y'all don't want this to be a, a revolving door. We're gonna get into this week's episode topic. And this week's episode topic is who or what determines your happiness. And happiness is defined as an emotional state characterized by feelings of joy, satisfaction, contentment, and fulfillment. While happiness has many different definitions, it is often described as involving positive emotions and life satisfaction. Mm. So who or what determines your happiness? So we, um, me personally, I've been understanding the complexities of the state of happy and, you know, just like, I guess, learning more about it because I don't feel like it's something that people talk about a lot or people like use it as like a blanketed thing. Like, are you happy? Blah, blah, blah. So me and my husband was talking about this. And I know for a fact that when he is not financially um, performing where, you know, like he would like to be, it stresses him out. Sometimes he, you know, I feel like may be depressed based off that, right? So we talked about what makes him happy. And he was saying that, his family and making his family happy is what makes him happy. And so I was, I was explaining to him that I don't know if it's so much healthy for your happiness to be dependent on someone else's happiness. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, you know, like I've been hearing a lot of people talk about it and even in relationships when people say, well, you know, this person, like I've heard the flip side, right? So I've heard two different theories. Like it's, some people feel like it's their job as a wife, it's their job as a husband, it's their job as a boyfriend, girlfriend, whomever to make their significant other happy, right? And then I've also heard people say, it isn't that other person's job or obligation to make me happy. It is my job to make sure that I'm happy. You know? Yeah, that's and the one so that I agree with. The logic I've heard is if both people are working on making themselves happy, then we have two happy individuals together. Right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I just thought that it was an interesting topic. Even when I was at Face Factor today, I talked about it to um, the owner, and she was she was like saying, "Yeah, you know," she was telling me like how her you know how her husband is, and you know like that because a lot of times different generations have a different understanding. So like my husband was talking about like his grandparents. So it's like sometimes you with conversations with men because I feel like with men they have these like. Uh, 
what's the word? Like blueprints that you don't really know about or like things that they like do based on what they seen. And you may not know why they doing that or why they feel a certain way. And it sometimes comes out with conversation. So he was telling me about like his grandfather and things like that he's seen that his grandfather do for his grandmother. And I'm just like, but at the end of the day, you're a child. So you really don't know what that person's happiness was. You know, you're just thinking as a child, oh, well, she doesn't have to work. You know, my grandfather supplies all that she needs, in quotes. So, you know, that's what I need to do as a man. You know what I mean? And the thing about it is I feel like one person's happiness may look different than another person's happiness. And what I enjoy or what makes me happy is not... It's it's custom fit. You get what I'm saying? It's not like... You know, I could try this code on and I may like it. It's not everybody's definition or what makes everybody happy is not, you know, like what no, you think. Everybody's happiness is different. Like what you think, like, like I was basically saying, like, okay, you think that being able to pay all the bills is what may make your family happy. But like for me personally, growing up, my dad did work a lot and I'm not going to say I was unhappy as a kid, but I know that when I, when he was not working and he like, if he had off work, he spent that time with me mm-hmm. and that time me meant more to me as a kid than the times that he's at work. You know what I right. mean? <laughs> so, yeah. like, and that's for most kids. <laughs> right. So it's like, if he had off and he picked me up from school, if he was like, it's not like I'm like, I'm getting home from school and I'm like, oh, that's great. My dad is at work. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Or that's great. I'm I can happy. turn on the lights because my dad is working. Kids don't <laughs> think like that. Right. Yes, right. Kids don't think no. like that. No, at all. Right. Uh-uh. No, it's just like, I think it's a matter of like, as you grow into adulthood is to maneuver in a way that you find balance so that in the, in the process of like satisfying what you think is somebody else's happiness is that you do check-ins, you know? And I think that's one thing that some people don't do, especially like in long-term relationships. Like when people be able to get a, for like 30, 40 years, like I hear people say it all the time. Oh, well, back in the day, men used to do this and da 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 like, listen, everybody didn't know how to use their voice. Sometimes people were unhappy. A lot yeah. of people were unhappy. Every woman wasn't happy at home with all them damn kids having no. to cook and do everything for the kids. No. So just because oh, no. you thought you provide was providing for your family, that may may have made you happy, but giving that woman a break is probably what would, would have made her happy. She might have exactly. needed to go to work a couple days out of the week and you stay home yes. with the kids. That would have made her happy. So Listen, yeah, it's good to check in. Definitely. Yes. Because like, I'll give you an example with the whole work from home situation, right? So you see that everybody is not on the same page because everybody's fulfillment is different. Mm -hmm. Some people love the fact that they have a routine, that they're able to get up in the morning, get out the house, 
on their way to work. They're able to say hi to the people that's giving them their coffee. They say hi to the parking people. They're, you know, speaking to the, the person right. at the desk. They get, they're getting on the elevator. They're speaking to the receptionist. For some people, they need that. Right, right. For some people, they enjoy the liberty of waking up out their bed, walking to the living room away from their, their bed, right, and hopping on. Mm-hmm. And when it's time to get off work, being able to close, close their laptop the computer, and, yes, and yes. So I see it because, like I said, being as though I've been working virtually, but I've also been going into the office periodically. So I see the. I'm, I'm not. A, I don't feel like. I'm not a full extrovert. I'm not a full introvert. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm like in between. So I, I get it, you know, but it really depends on your mood. Like if you're a person who you feed off everybody's energy, being at home by yourself is going to like make you more depressed. You know what I mean? But if you're a person who you like to conserve your energy by like, you know, having your me time and doing your self care and meditating and all that, like being around people all the time is draining. It is. And you got to put on a different persona and yeah, I'm the work from home. Let me um roll out of bed and brush my teeth and sign on the work. Not saying that when I did go to the office that I didn't (laughs) enjoy it, but the commute is draining. Yes. The whole um, having to interact with people is draining. It's it's a lot of, a lot of the whole commuting to work thing is draining. You know what I'm saying? So, but happiness. So I've been in therapy, you know, for most of my life. And like I said, I dipped in, I dipped out. But happiness was something that was always, are you happy? What makes you happy? What things make you happy? And that's always looked different for me in every stage of my life that I was in. But um, as an adult, and now I realize that um, people and things can't make me happy. If I'm depressed, me going to the store to say, oh, I need some retail therapy. That's temporary. I have to deal with the deeper part of what's not making me happy. Because some things that we try to do to think that they're going to make us happy are temporary. If you're not doing the work, then you're going to continue to be unhappy. And that's how I was for years. But I couldn't figure it out because temporarily, if I had a glass of wine, I was like, oh, you know, like it's taking away the edge. But once that wore off or the next day came, those same things were still going on in my life. And so I was still unhappy and I was still displaying that to people. And sometimes you don't even realize that you're displaying this type of attitude to people until somebody might tell you or somebody might be like, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Yes. So we have to look deeper into ourselves to try to figure out what is it that's making me unhappy? Is it something that I'm doing? Is it something that I missed out on in life? Is it something that I did in life? What is it that's going to make me happy or what's making me unhappy? So when I sat and I thought about it, especially in a relationship, a lot of people, and I've done it before, 
go into relationships and they're not fully happy with themselves. So they're looking for a relationship or something in their relationship to make them happy. But if you get into a relationship, even a friendship, and you're not fully confident in yourself, if you had low self-esteem, that's for all the wrong reasons. Another person can't determine. I mean, they can do things to make you happy, but they can't fully determine your happiness. Because if that's the case, then you're never going to fully be happy. Because what happens if that person dies or if that person leaves you? You know what I mean? Like, you got to get to the root of it. And that's hard to do. It's hard to do. But I think if you took some time out to really try to get to the root and sit there and think and write it down, what is it that truly, truly makes me happy? And if I didn't have, if it's a thing or a person, if I didn't have this, would I still be happy? This It's, it's a lot and it's work. And sometimes we're not willing to put in that work. But once you do the work and you determine what it is that is truly going to make you happy, then you can add the people you can add the things, but it got to start with you. See, and this, this is also a thing, a, a thing that I think a lot of us as black Americans aren't consciously aware of is the hereditary, like the inherited trauma that sometimes like manifests into misery, right? Because so many generations were surviving and not actually doing like self discovery, mm-hmm. self empowerment, you know, and also they've been disappointed so much. You get what I'm saying? Like, like when you're dis when you're met with disappointment in every avenue, where no matter how well you do, like it doesn't give you the result that you want, that can like make your outlook be completely negative. And a lot of times, like just us, period, sometimes we're negative and it takes for you to be with somebody who'd be like, well, don't look at it like that. Like try to be optimistic about it, you know, and I struggle with being optimistic instead of always being so pessimistic about things, you know, and I feel like I don't want to be disappointed or like I'll get like my feelings hurt, like, oh, well, it didn't go the way that I wanted it to go, you know. And sometimes you can get so caught up in the negative possibly happening that you don't do something or you don't even try to do something, you know, where honestly, there's things that I want to do in life that I have to build up the courage to actually do it because I think maybe if I'm able to do that, that could help with my happiness. I look at I look at happiness today like a cup, you know, and it's like, is this going to add to my cup? Is it going to take away from my cup? Because I think, you know, people in relationships can definitely add or take away. And it's just a matter of you, like, judging if you feel like that relationship or interaction with that individual person is, like, if it's constantly taken away, then you got to maybe reevaluate that. You know, right. like, well, do I feel like I'm getting a lot of positive things out of this regardless? And and I feel like, like me and one of my friends had a talk the other day about like one of her siblings. And I think that's another topic um, that we definitely, you know, need to talk about like um, the dynamics of siblings and how sometimes 
people stay connected um, with their sibling, even if the person is toxic, um, even if the person, <laughs> even if the person doesn't really care about you or the parents, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or like, your sibling. I, or I've seen parents where like this particular friend, her, her older sibling um, is not, is always using people in a family and people walk on eggshells Mm. solely because they feel like they don't want they don't want her to like remove herself out of their life and i feel like at the end of the day i shouldn't have to adjust or dim my light or do things less because it's going to rub you the wrong way and you're going to get so upset that you're going to just stop talking to me listen if you don't want to talk to me i'm fine I will love you from a distance because family, relatives, it don't matter who the person is. You shouldn't have to stop things that you want to do that's going to make your life better or that, you know, you feel like it's going to make you happy or because somebody else is going to like, you know, because of what somebody else's reaction is going to be. Like, I don't know. I just like, and, well, and I, I want to um, touch on something you said. Um, you know, it's a lot of people have the whole, um, pessimistic outlook on things, right? So my thing with, with my friends and my family, and I've told them to be the same way with me. We're going to complain, but we're going to find a solution. We're not going to keep complaining about the same thing, the same thing over and over and over. You either going find a solution or let it go because you complaining about it or being negative about it is not going to help with the issue, right? So if someone, and like I tell you all the time, like you just got to do it. You just got to go for it. The worst thing that's going to happen is that you're going to fail, but failure is a part of life. Everything that we do is not going to be successful. If you don't fail, what are you, you're not learning anything in life. You're not learning the lesson that's supposed to be brought to you. So it's like, um, happiness, like going back to what I said, it's dependent upon you. Like, like you said, you want to do some things that could bring more happiness in your life because you have to do things that you enjoy. You can't do things for other people. And I, t- I tell you all the time, I told you the other day, like you're always stressing yourself thin for other people because some people get a joy out of making other people happy. I don't know if that's what 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 works for you, but I've seen you stretch yourself thin and it's like, when you're in need or if you need an ear is like, where are you? When I just touch, stretch myself thin, you know, even when we were having conversations about like us introducing the t-shirts and you're like, I'll just drop it off to people. No, you're not. I don't care if they live around a quarter Order this. And I'm going to ship it to you because you can't wear yourself thin to try to make other people happy if you're not happy yourself, because you're going to be empty and drained. And then it's like, you bend over backwards for backwards for people. And when your cup is empty, 
Who's who's going to fill it up again? It, it has to be up to you. Like it can't. Also, be but I feel like that's true. But I also think that things, some things make me doing things for people do make me happy. So it's a matter of finding that balance because I do enjoy doing things for people and making other people happy. That's one of the things that make me who I am when I do for others. So that is part of my love language is that I do for others. I don't do for people so that they can do for me. I do for people because I like for people to get what I think. That, my thing is sometimes I see people and sometimes people don't get what I think they deserve. So I try but that's to get not them. up to you though. That's not up but to you. I'm not saying it's up to me. What I'm saying is if doing for others makes me happy, then I can't just like not do for others and then no, like No, that's that, not if, what if I'm saying, but don't spread yourself thin. For instance, right? What makes you happy? You honestly, right now today, on February 1st, 2023, what makes you happy? I'm still discovering what makes me happy. That's the whole premise of this. Okay. Is that I'm still discovering that. Okay. So but one you... thing that makes me happy is giving people giving people joy. Like that does make me happy. Like right. So if that's something that you're going to do and that makes you happy, then you can't complain about it in the interim. You know what I'm saying? No, that's true. And I do for a lot of people and I don't complain. I, I do for people and I don't complain. It's when it's it inconveniences me is when I complain. When I do for people and they didn't ask for it, that's a difference. I do for people and they don't ask for it. When I do things for my parents or or if I send you something, if I do something for you, I don't complain because that's what I wanted to do. Right. You know what no, I'm saying? So it's a difference. I'm saying it's a difference of doing stuff for people because you're being a nice person. And you enjoy for them to get good, nice things or for them to, you know, have that because you do it as well. But it's a matter of not saying yes when you should have said no. I think these are those are two different things. You get what I'm saying? Like doing for people when they don't ask me, just doing things out of kindness in my heart is what makes me happy. But I think you don't say no is because you don't want to disappoint them. I don't like this. Yeah, so then, but, but if I call you, well, let's not use me. If, if somebody that you ain't haven't spoke to in a long time call you and be like, oh my God, I need you to do this, 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 and that. You know that after you do this thing, you're not going to hear from them until they need something again. But. Oh, so well, right. So what I'm going to say to you is I, I'm personally working on saying no and not doing too much because I know okay. I do too much. It's not nothing that I'm not aware of. I'm definitely aware of like just, okay, I could do this. Okay, yeah, I could do that. I can do that. I'm aware of me doing that. But I do, it, that's why I say it's two different things. Like I like to do for people who I love. People who I love and I care about, I do like to do things that's going to lighten their load, right? But I have to find the balance of lightening their load, but not heavy in mine. Right. 
Exactly. That's the balance. And trust me, the reason why I tell you all the time is because I that used to be me. And look where I'm at. <laughs> you still do it though, Shalita. No, I don't. Not as much as I used to. Who who you know I'm jumping up for? <laughs> who you know who who do I jump up for? Nobody. For myself. Who okay. am I who am I doing stuff for all the time? I'm not saying it all the time. I'm not saying it. But, I'm just saying, I think that's an element of what makes us good people, though. I don't think that, like... But, Janine, what think... I'm saying is when I talk to you, it's like, I'm on a run here, I'm on a run there, I gotta do this for this, and this but for that, But sometimes it's for, for my that. kids, though. Like, sometimes, most so, of the time, yes. it's for my kids. I can't yes. for my kids, no? No, I'm not <laughs> saying for your kids, but I hear you, like, yeah, because I took this to here, and I'm like, girl, why are you doing all this stuff? That used to be me. I don't run and do, and a lot of people that I was doing that for when I got sick. Oh, listen, trust me. Where the, was they the at? Old me, what I'm saying is the old me, I did for everybody. Nobody, like, I did for everybody. I have two kids that I can name, and I'm going to be real. My friends, I have two friends who do not have kids, who, in my opinion, shows more care and concern for my kids than any friends I have who have kids. I don't, what I did for everybody, kid, I don't get 3%. (laughs) So this is what That's the point that I'm making. But But that's what I'm saying. So- I've learned. I've definitely learned. Like, I used to pick this girl's... I had a quote-unquote friend. I used to pick her kid up from daycare, drive all the way to Franklin Mills, stay in her house, and watch the kid until Uh she got off work. Yeah, I remember. I have have so many instances of people who I no longer talk to that I I no longer talk to. And guess what? I no longer have a desire to, um, to interact with those people. So yes, I do understand. Sometimes I put a lot on my plate. That's something that I'm working on. But also, like I said, it's an element of me who I like to, um, fulfill my I like like if somebody needs something I like to fulfill needs you know what I mean but like you said sometimes it's not up to me to do that and my husband tells me this all the time and he talks about it all the time like the situation with my aunt like sometimes I just feel like I guess it's more so like so many people fall short when it comes to people who deserve it so I be feeling like I gotta fill in the gap you get what I'm saying? Like, if I know somebody who's always doing for other people, and then, like, when people, when they need somebody, nobody's there, then I feel like I got to be there for them. You I get saying? it. I get it. But at, but for real, for real, your obligation is to you first, because we talk about self-care, because how are you going to be there for all these other people if you're not there for yourself you can't you're right you can't so it's like your obligation is to yourself your children your husband and your parents everything else you do for anybody else even your nieces them that's extra at this point 
because right. you got to be there for yourself. And I'm telling you from like being in therapy, going through everything that I, you know firsthand, you know firsthand. And it's like, where am I at now? I told you when I was filling out my advanced directive, I couldn't even figure out a family member to put on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, it's sad that I spent all these years of my life doing this for people and being forgiven and all of this stuff. But when it came back up to who was there for me, the same three or four people. Right. And it's and like, I think, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think it just, it boils down to like looking at certain things. Like, um, am I the only person putting in this cup? You get what I'm saying? Right, like right, right. other people putting it here. But I feel like as you grow and, it's like things that you know that you need to change, but it's easier to stay complicit. Like it's easier to stay where you were doing things that you know, because you're like, okay, this is, I know, you know what I mean? I know what the outcome is going to be, but like, we are constantly evolving. Like we're constantly evolving and becoming a different person, trying to become a better person. At the end of the day, if I leave today, like if I leave this earth today, I don't want, I can't, I don't have no control over what people say about me, but that's one of my flaws is that sometimes I do care. You get what I'm saying? I might care too much. Like, okay, well, I want this person to think that I'm, you know, I'm so dependable and I'm so like me and my husband, like I said, me and my husband, we had a conversation and it was like, I was like, I don't know why, like sometimes this is what we talked about. And I was like, Sometimes I feel like if I fall short, like it's a big deal and it shouldn't be a big deal. You get what I'm saying? Like, that's how I feel. I feel like people who are dependable and always there, when they fall short, it's a big deal. Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I can't believe she didn't do that. Blah, 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 blah. Right. But when somebody is constantly disappointing, like nobody cares. It's not mm -hmm. a big deal. Who cares? Because that's what they always do. Right. So I don't know. That's what, and that's like what he was saying. He was like, "Yeah, but you rarely disappoint people." So that's what people are going to expect. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just feel I'm like, but that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Life ain't fair. But I'm gonna tell you to today or February first, twenty twenty three. What makes me happy is being able to know. That if everything was taken away, like everything, as far as materialistic stuff, like I'ma still be happy because I got a second chance at life. Right. And that's on some real shit. Forget everything else. Like I got my life. So no matter what, that's 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 where my happiness comes from. Like, so that's that's yeah, the point I mean that I'm at right now. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, for me, one of the big things that I enjoy and make me happy is spending time with my kids. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, at the end of the day, time is something you can't never get back. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was explaining. And, like, I feel like men struggle with that. I feel like fathers struggle with understanding how important time is. 
and even not even just fathers, like just men, period, like in relationships or whatever. I feel like definitely in relationships, <laughs> they don't understand how important that time is. And like I said, like I'm like, yeah, it, it's been several times where I feel like my dad probably should have been there, but it ne- it didn't bother me at that time because I knew people who dad was never there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So my dad was at my house every night. You feel what I'm saying? It's people who go nights, weeks, months without seeing their dad. So mm-hmm. that's why I always felt like I was blessed. Like, okay, well, I mean, even if he's working late, he may come work. My dad never um, not came home. He never, you know, and he uh, he may come home, he may cook, whatever. But there may have been times where I think he probably should have took off work so that he could show up. You know what I'm saying? But also, like, that's what fulfilled him, too. Like, it's a, it's a matter of finding, like, a balance. I think but I because used to be that's one. what men are taught. I think the whole right. society, this whole big thing is like, you're a provider, and that's what you're here to do, is to provide. Right. And so they and you have know this what whole mindset. And, right. And, and for me, what happens a lot of times is that when they get older and they know they're no longer working, you no longer have kids in your household. It's like now you kind of like don't know what to do mm-hmm. because you didn't really like identify what really made you happy. Like I feel like if I wasn't like if it's a day where I don't bring my kids to my like my son to my mom and dad house, it's like. Oh, I miss him so much. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you what guys don't I go out. Do you guys don't here. go and enjoy yeah. yourselves. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, a lot of times people are so stuck on relationships with like their children, relationships with, you know, another person where like, I remember I would never, when I was younger, like think of like doing things by myself, like, oh, I'm not going to go like, Go like you don't see young people like going out to dinner by themselves. You know what I mean? Going out to eat by themselves. Or like people assume that if somebody's somewhere by themselves, like they lonely. They lonely. Yeah. No. You know, and I like one of my friends, um, you know, she went on a cruise by herself. Like some people are I feel like it's more like black women stuff. They're like discovering, you know, enjoying life alone like doing things by themselves because I feel like sometimes when you have another person you don't know if the happiness you have is influenced by that person or not you know Mm. what I mean but like if the person is not there you can see like the genuine like okay I'm genuinely happy like is or or if you are happy that every time this one person is around like they deplete you so you're like they kind of taken away. It's a negative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what comes with like the whole self-discovery piece. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. <laughs> because if you're not doing things by yourself, you're always doing things with your mate. It's like you don't get the experience if that person is actually. And again, I don't think that a person should be should determine your happiness. It should be like, oh, if I'm around them, I'm happy. But everything shouldn't be, like, based on them making you happy, you know? Because, like I said, if they decide to leave or 
you know, as women, sometimes we live longer than our spouses. And I've seen, um, like, for instance, with my grandmom and grandpa, my grandmom died before my grandpa, but it was like his life was so dependent on her that he pretty yeah. much died. You know what I mean? Because it was right. like, yeah. I don't and know what I'm going to what... do without her. Right. And that's what um we were talking about today, too. When people say, I don't know, I cringe when people say like <laughs> that another person is their everything. Is their everything. Yeah, we had that conversation. Yeah. So I, mean, I like cringe when people say that because maybe they don't mean that literally. But like for me, I'll like I feel like it's like to me that means like without this person, you don't have I'm anything. Mm-hmm. Without your ki- like like it is yeah like no yeah my mm-hmm. kid my kids my kids mean a lot to me, but. I know that, like, if something happens to them, I know that I'm not mentally stable enough (laughs) where I would be okay. You get what I'm saying? So, it's like, I don't think you ever can get to that place, but if anything can happen any day, and you do have to, like, work on being the healthiest you can be, and people, I feel like society looks at healthy as all physical, and it's not true. Like, you have to work on being as mentally healthy as possible because shit happens and shit hits the fan often. And when you are holding on by a string, when shit hit the fan, like, you're fucked up. <laughs> right, but that's why, like, you see, and people judge these kind of people, right? People who, after they lose a child or after they lose a spouse, they're able to like bounce back, and you'll see them, and they're happy, and and they people like how she out here doing this when her husband just died, and right. I, I don't under, because I still have a life to live. Yes, you don't know what I do behind yeah. closed doors. I I I do grieve. I do go to counseling. But my life still goes on. I still have to live. Y'all want to see people down in the dumps all the time. Like, y'all get a kick out time. of that. And then when people commit suicide, it's like, oh, they should have reached out. But then when right. they... Or, or not even like, that. When you see somebody that's so happy, that's why, like, now I feel like with so many public figures, like, deciding to end their life is that people are starting to see, like, depression does not always... Is no... Just like there's no one standard happiness, there's no one standard depression. Like, no. there's no one standard. Like, it's no way for you to know how somebody genuinely feels. feels so it's exactly. like... When People say like, oh, well, he was so happy. He was so happy, blah, blah. And that's why like my, my husband was trying to like give me an example. Like, well, my um my dad used to do this for like Miss Rose or whatever. And I'm like, but he was not happy. Happy people right. do not take their lives. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. fact. Yeah. Happy people do not leave this earth voluntarily. Mm-hmm. Like it's a fact. So I'm like, yeah, but like to me, it's just like because your understanding of happiness is provision. And that's not, that's a facade. Because at the end of the day, if you win $30 million, like me, financial stability 
does contribute to my happiness. You get what I'm saying? Like, but it's not everything. Because if I get millions of dollars today and tomorrow my parents die, I'm not going to be as happy as I was right, right. the day I got millions of dollars. You get what I'm saying? So there's elements where all aligned. You can be at your peak happy. You get what I'm saying? And I feel like if everybody is like, working towards that so they say like here are some of the most common examples of what people said their happiness is family friends and relationships sun nature and being outdoors doing things you enjoy thought processes like gratitude and self-compassion exercise financial security and safety purposeful work accomplishments creating or achieving something those definitely are like most key elements of things that I feel like, you know, working all together in a positive way is going to make me happy. But it's like all of these things combined. So like, for instance, family, friends and relationships, you can have fucked up family, friends and relationships. Right. <laughs> and you could be rich. That's what I'm saying. Like you can, you can have great financial security, but most of those people, you're still not happy. It's like the elements of it. You get what I'm saying? It's not just one of those things. It's usually like a combination. Right. So it's like you doing things you enjoy, but you know, you work at a horrible job, you know, like everything is kind of like a combination. Like, I don't feel like I've ever, I'll say my peak happiness that I remember as an adult was when I was a stay at home mom, when I was not working, when my, when I was able to just like spend time with my kids. Well, at the time I only had one kid. I didn't have to worry about all this other stuff, you know what I mean? All I had to worry about was taking her to school, you know, coming home. Like that was one of the times that I feel I felt like I was my happiness, my happiest, you know. Sometimes jobs drain you, but after I quit a job that I was very like I was really drained, I was really unhappy, and it was not the work I was doing, it was the people I was working with. After I quit that job without another job, my perception of jobs completely changed. Like, I'm not yeah. allowing another job to make me feel that way. So whereas though I'm crying in the damn Bad uh, bathroom, mm -hmm. like, I'm not doing it. You get what I'm saying? But in America, people put so much ownership on, you know, a job. You know, like, what do you do? Oh, where you work? Da, 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 da. Like, exactly. no, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like, that's not fully who I am and what makes, you know, what makes me happy. Like, it's an element of what could possibly make me happy. But the shit, like, when people be like, you know, they hate their job so much. It's like, you got to move. Got to get another job. Yeah. But like you said, it's complacent. Being complacent is just, that's, that's a lot of people struggle and, and like in the field that I'm in and working with people with mental health, the main thing that I hear is that they don't have family and friends support. You know what I mean? The number one thing that yeah. says it. And so it's like, I've been here. So I know how that feels just because, and I think people are stuck on this too, because I asked them, but just because somebody is your 
blood family, that doesn't mean that they truly treat you or they are genuinely your family. Family yeah. doesn't just have to be blood. You know what I mean? Like I tell people, I've made my own family because I had to. You know what I mean? So you gotta you gotta step outside the box sometimes and and find other things or you can't just be like, oh, but that's my sister. Oh, but that's my if if it's draining you or not bringing you, you know, let it go. It is what it is. People hurt you. People do things and you're sitting there and you be so worried and thinking about it. And guess what? That person that moved on with their life, they not thinking about you. They just happy go, do, you know what I'm saying? Do it with they love. And you over here so stressed out and so unhappy. It's like, you got to let that go. And looking at this list, seeing this list yeah it's you gotta have a little bit of each thing collectively to bring you your happiness but something that we all gotta work on and a place that we all have to get to because ultimately we want to see everybody happy everybody deserves to experience true happiness within themselves but but see i think that's the thing everybody is not healthy and so everybody don't want to see people happy like misery loves company so so many people are unhappy that they don't want to see other people happiness like, i talk I about see... them i'm talking about us <laughs> the you said oh you said everybody we, but we want to see I'm everybody saying, happy at the end of the day right and that's what i'm saying that's what i was saying you earlier like that's why a lot of times i do a lot for people because i do like i want people to be like I don't want. I don't want to bring any despair to anybody. Yeah, period. but sometimes like, I, I don't you want to could, bring despair. Sometimes you could do everything. I I have people. I you could do everything under the sun for them. You could sit and kiss the bottom of their feet, right. Janina, no, and they I'm still not gonna be happy. <laughs> so you're it's right. like, no, I'm just saying you're right. I understand that. Because at the end of the day, you can't dictate anybody's happiness. You know what I mean? Like, you cannot dictate somebody's happiness. I personally, Janina, do not want to take away from anybody's shit. Like, I don't want to take away from anybody. I know just, like, growing as a person, a lot of times people don't realize certain things that they do and how, like, it can affect others. You know what I mean? So, like, I, a lot of times, I'm in my head, whereas though, like, I don't want, I don't, I don't want people to misread something that I do. You get what I'm saying? But that's going to happen regardless, because like I said, you could, you could go to the moon and back for somebody, but guess what? They still going to find a little thing. Like, yeah, (laughs) she did this, but she ain't do that. (laughs) <laughs> or she did this but i asked her to do that you know, and this is like that's why you can't i'm serious you can't do it i understand like that's your love language but somebody gonna be mad like yeah I, she she asked I, I asked her to go to the store and get me milk and she didn't even get the right milk <laughs> people just find the smallest littlest things to be unhappy about what well, is this whole this whole other big picture and it's this little tiny thing, and you're not happy about that. And it's just like when you right. hear other people's stories and you see what other people are going through too, that's another thing that just makes you be like, damn, 
you know, I felt like I had this going on over here, but damn, they got that going on. So really, I I can't complain. Like I said, I got a second chance at life. So at the end of the day, I got to thank God and I got to live each day truly like it's my last because I really, really don't know when. So a lot of things that I used to hold on to, I don't anymore. And sometimes even when I'm being a sour patch, I be like, damn, you got to do better. But every day is not a good day. And it's okay that you do have days where you're not fully happy, but you can't let one small thing take away all your happiness, especially if you, like you said, like your day started off rocky, but it ended up good, which is great. But you can't let a small thing. And the difference is that because I'm trying to like work on it, I kept saying that like every time something will go, I said, it's okay. I was like, I was like, it's okay. It's going to get better. It's okay. It's going to get better. And by the end of the day, by four o'clock, I was concerned about getting home, making sure that I can set myself up to record my podcast. Like I was not even like strung out on, you know, all the mishaps that was happening this morning. But I told them, like, I said, I had a rocky, I had, I said I had a rocky morning, but it's okay. It's, it's only up from here. You know what I mean? A lot of times it's like, you got to talk yourself into like getting off that funk. Yeah. But and so without those moments. We talk ourselves into those funks. Like, right. So often that we talk ourselves into the funks, like, oh my God, I'm so annoyed. Exactly. Uh, this oh day God, is horrible. Do? Right. Like, oh my God, I just can't wait to get home. Like, you know. But those things have to happen in order for us to appreciate the good days, where the days go smooth. You know what I'm saying? Because now, when your day go, next time you go in the office and it goes perfect, you be like, dang, I remember last time I came, this, this, and this went wrong. <laughs> so now, you know what I'm saying? So that has Girl. to happen in order for you to appreciate the good stuff. But like I said, at the end, of, for me, hey, I want to see people, You again, you, you're not going to be happy all the time, but I truly, genuinely want to see people get to the root of what their happiness is. Um, even like when I talk to clients, it's like, oh, I haven't even thought about that. Or what do you mean? You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I think it's a conversation that definitely needs to be had more often. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why. And I also think because there isn't constant conversations about people's state of happy is why a lot of depression goes unchecked. Mm-hmm. And like people aren't always checking in with their kids. Like people are just saying stuff like, oh my God, did she just so booty and blah, blah, blah. Like you don't really know what happened. That's why like I made it my business. And sometimes it's annoying to my child, but sometimes it's not. So it's like every day, I don't remember this happening. I don't remember every day I came home from school. My parents asked me how was school, what happened. Da, 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 da. I don't really remember that. Like we just went about our day. You get what I'm saying? But because I'm always asking her, then it's like, when she gets, oh, let me tell you what happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's a matter of like kind of trying to keep open dialogue with your loved ones. It isn't just about your kids. It's also about everybody who you care about. And because some people can dip. It's like, you don't want like, every nobody's going to be at 100 no. for happiness. You know what I mean? Some days you may be close. But you don't want somebody to dip below zero and it's something that you could have done to help them or, you know, something that 
they could have needed from you. Like it could have been anything. It could have been just a word of affirmation. It could have been just a word of encouragement. Like people don't know how often sometimes the text of how you've been, I've been thinking about you can go. You know what I mean? So it's like, just like you don't want people to take away. It's always good to try to make a deposit in somebody's cup because you're going to get it back. That's how God works. Like, I remember seeing this lady on the podcast and she was saying how, like, she was a a widow at 40. And she was like, I don't know how, what am I supposed to do? And she went to God, like, what am I supposed to do? And he was like, as long as you pouring in, you never going to run out. You know what I mean? But pour into yourself first because you can't pour from an empty cup. And that's my (laughs) last word. No, I'm serious. You can't. You can't pour from an empty cup. You got to. Be pouring into yourself as well. You can't give it all away. But that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is things are being poured into you right, all right, the right. time. No, I'm saying some people... You, but you can't just hoard your shit. That's no, what I'm saying. You can't no, just hoard you can't your hoard shit. it, but you also <laughs> can't pour from an empty cup. So you, no, can't, you can't be thinking that, oh, I'm about to go do this for this when your shit ain't fully where it needs to be like I I told you before the point that I'm at in my life is my cup gotta be full and overflowing now the overflow is what I'm what I gotta give because for so long I pour from an empty cup and this is why with that said my many health issues and me being where I'm at and not being open because I was so mentally drained so but we talked y'all head off (laughs) We haven't talked in a while. This is our first episode <laughs> back. So this might be a little long one, y'all, but it's, it's it's it was a good topic. So we're going to close up with our lyrics like we always do. So what's your lyrics for this week, Janina? Um, so mine is a song from Tony Braxton called Happy Without Me. <laughs> so it's, uh, um, this is the lyric from the song. And though it hurts, baby, I'm happy for you. Happy for you, even if it means I gotta let you be happy. Happy without me. Happy without me. Um, I don't know. I just said it because I know sometimes some people like are toxic and it don't matter. Like if they know that they're they're interacting with somebody and they don't bring them happiness, like a lot of times they were like, Oh well, like I'm not gonna wear it. So but, Is that a new song? Because I never heard that song. No. Me neither. Me either. I cannot do. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. My lyrics are from Put Your Records On by Corinne Belly Ray. And the lyrics say, Maybe sometimes we feel afraid, but it's all right. The more you stay the same, the more things seem to change. Don't you think it's strange? Girl, put your records on. Tell me your favorite song. You go ahead, let your hair down. Sapphire and faded jeans. I hope you get your dreams. Just go ahead, let your hair down. You're going to find yourself somewhere, somehow. I picked those lyrics because, like I said, you got to get to the root of your own happiness and figure it out and continue to grow. So, welcome to season six. We got some dope things happening, we got some dope people scheduled. We've been working behind the scenes. Season six. We want to roll, y'all. So, yeah, we're going to go live. We're going to go live soon, you guys. (laughs) 
we're gonna go live and we listen i'm it. quiet on that one i'm not saying we're gonna go live from here um we are we because we said we was gonna go live before and we didn't go live, i know so because live the day we were supposed to things was just hectic but we are we definitely are so but i yeah. we I, I the reason why i'm not because i don't know when and but we'll we'll <laughs> announce it yeah, well, we can, I, yeah, we'll talk about it all the thing. But um, also, we you know we we love feedback. We love to hear feedback. So continue to you know hit us up on any of our platforms. Send us emails or something. Let us know you know what you guys like, didn't like, want to hear, whatever. Um, yeah, we're back. We're excited. I mean, we're always excited to record. So. We uh we got some you know interesting things in the making, but definitely. So stay tuned. Um, and thank you for listening as always. Peace out. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't leave yet. Thanks for listening to my mom and auntie. Make sure you guys follow them on Instagram at the underscore John underscore podcast. On Twitter at W underscore the J. On TikTok at the John A Podcast. And visit our website, www.johnpod.net. Don't forget to ask the John, sending your listening letters to the Pod at gmail.com. Period. This is the John, a podcast. I love y'all. Be forward.